Cheetah's World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 12th of December. Thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny Today. Frank will be back again on Wednesday for more great conversation and insights on what is going on and upcoming in Kilkenny. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be looking at, back at all the camogie action with Aoife Lanigan. We'll be talking handball with Frank Minogue and we'll be looking ahead to Shamrock Bally Hale All-Ireland semi-final with Bally Gunner and obviously as well the James Stevens Intermediate Camogie final as well with Aoife later on. We're joined in the studio this evening by Kieran Maloney, Em Butler, and Nicky Ren. Good evening, lads. Evening, Kieran. Um, Nicky, suppose big night tonight. County Board Convention down in Lachlan Gales at seven thirty. Yeah, we've gone down there now. Kieran will be going down there as well. Um, and look at it. These things come around very quickly, really, and a lot of changes this year. I mean, nearly everybody is changing. To be honest about it, not the ideal scenario to be quite frank about it, Kieran. Having so many changes at one time and. Uh, it means a fair lot of upheaval and getting to know the thing and that, you know. So, look, what happened is a few contests, at least as of now anyway. Um, often when you go down to convention, you know, people maybe decide I won't bother or I'll pull out or whatever thing me. We just have to wait and see, you know. So, kind of like have a bit of a hurler on the dish now. You look in and observe and you don't have any involvement in proceedings. You don't have a, you know, I don't have a vote or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, I don't to, I mean, man in my race here, Kieran Maldowney, was the county board coaching officer. I'd like to acknowledge the work he's done there in his term inside. He's not going forward, and uh, to thank him for what he's done, I think you've worked fairly close with him on the squad, so you know exactly what he brought to that whole area. So I think it's only fair that I publicly acknowledge it here, and I uh, say thank you for a job well done, and hopefully he'll, uh, his skills will be used elsewhere around the place. But um, no, we wish all the new officers well. We know PJ Kenny is going to be the secretary. Uh, sorry, chairman, if I beg your pardon. We know that um, Seamus Reid is going to be the secretary. We know that. So uh, that there's some contests lined up after that. And we wish the new team well. There are plenty of challenges now. I personally think not just Kenny, but uh, I think around the country there's a lot of challenges coming down the line in terms of uh, running county boards. We've seen all the reports over recent times from different counties and the amount being expended on various things are uh, very, very big. I'm not certain that the income is going to be able to match it. I think there's lots of challenges out there. I'm not sure as many are going to match it anymore. I think there's a nervousness on the older cohort that they will um, want to match. Although I heard one bit of good news, Patrice, you'd be glad to hear this because we've been battling about this, that in terms of the senior citizens and getting access to national league matches next year, they will be able to buy their tickets in Super Value and um, Centre and all that. So that's good news anyway. I had a real problem with that. That's a by the way, so, but it's no harm to see that happening. But lots of challenges out there now, I think, myself and... Uh, managing the whole staffing environment and all of that is, uh, is, is going to be a big issue and certainly uh, I haven't seen the finances for Kilkenny but it'll be interesting to see those uh, later because Kilkenny have Kilkenny plenty of things to address to be honest about it in relation to um, be great to have our own centre of excellence and really because Dunmore is a is a, a training centre to be honest about it I'd love to see us with a centre of excellence we're behind other counties in that regard and uh, be good to see that but I mean if you were to put something like that together you're probably talking about the bonds are 10 million and that's a fairly serious sort of expenditure to be getting into. You'd want to have good plans around how you're going to fund that, you know. So lots of other things were, there's a couple of big appointments pending in relation to the whole um, athletic development side of things. There was that job advertised recently and I spoke to Conor Deneef about it at, at the weekend and uh, had him on the radio last night. That's likely to be two part-time appointments now. They're coming up hopefully in the new year, I think is what he's hoping, but they haven't sanctioned anything yet, finalised it yet. So that's going to be interesting and 
be interested to see where that, that fits into the whole games development side of things in Kilkenny as well. That's I don't I'm not clear on where that's happening as well. So there's there's plenty of challenges out there for Kilkenny as there is for many for every other county as well. But uh, look, that's what happens this time of the year. The the, the the committee rooms are full of these sort of activities now and all of the conventions were are happening at the moment. Cork had theirs yesterday, Tipperary had theirs yesterday, so um and interestingly Cork have voted for the under eighteen minor to go to under eighteen and for decoupling. And uh, Tipperary, the Nina Club had a, um, a motion in about changing the hand pass and hurling, which wasn't successful. It failed narrowly enough, actually, by the way. So uh, you're going to hear a lot now about rule changes and all that coming up in the next while. What was the motion, Nicky, on the hand pass? Was and it pass, you, hurl, were, you might be able to clarify that better. They were, they were looking that you had to hand, the ball, hand pass the ball with the right hand or something. With or the other hand. The other hand, it's yeah. 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 Sure, how the left you, hand, sorry. How would you mean? Yeah, well, with the ball, that, with the hand with that the ball wasn't in. Yeah. How would you manage that without dropping the hurl? Or yeah, it's seemed peculiar. Now I didn't go through it in detail. Or I just read it, but it, it got it. Uh, it failed, but it failed fairly narrowly. Now, Kieran, you were deadly on the hand pass. How would you manage it? <laughs> Uh, sure, the the two-handed hand pass is the skill of the game, Pat. You throw it up with one hand, switch the hurl over, and pass it with the other. You see it the whole time. Yeah, right. So you're just confused, Pat. Don't yeah, drop well, the hurl. I, 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 don't I know see when how you were hurling, you could drop it, but you can't drop it anymore. I know that, but yeah. the thing about it is uh, that it's not practical. Kieran will do a demo during the break. You see sorry. a load of it, Pat. You see it the whole no. time. Watch your own code, you know, hurling. You'll see it then. Eamon, what was your idea about the hand pass you, you brought to the fore there? Couple of was it a couple of months back? Yeah, just a couple. Just I can't remember now. You're right. I put me in the spot were, there. But were you saying? Remember about yeah, it had to come off the hurl. Off the hurl, maybe. Yeah, you know the way often it's was DJ to string to mind. You know, and he often seen used to be going the solar runs and he used to, have to put the energy hog and kind of do it as well. More so the handball or the squash background sure as you know yourself. But the way they're able to, you know, the one-handed hand pass was a. It seems to be a bit of a skill that it's kind of going out of the game as well. You know, everything has to be context. I know, I know it failed, Kieran, but I have to compliment Conor Donovan and Nina on this because the 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 origins of this are stemming from the amount of throwing that's going on, and and fixing that's obviously going to be a job, and getting a rule change in is going to be a big job. But this team, and, and I will name Limerick, Cork, and Waterford, and now there's there's nobody innocent, but those three in particular, they are just firing the ball to one another. They're not even making an attempt to hand pass it, and possession is a big part of their three teams' games. And if you can get the ball to each other without performing a skill of the game and what is actually a foul, throwing the ball is a foul, if you can do that, that's a huge advantage. You're not risking anything. You know, a child or two can throw a ball. You know, that's not a skill. And I, I, I would compliment them on trying to get something done about this, but it's going to be a long road. If you look at the drills, though, even teams when they're warming up and all, like the hand pass is completely, it's just like you said, it's just a throw, a throw, a throw, and it's, everything has to be at this high speed. And that, hand pass the skill of the game has gone over it mm. even you see underage teams at now where you could have a person in the middle that's receiving the ball and rather than actually get the ball in their hand and hand pass it out they're actually just throwing it out like and I'm sure what's that going to do over time is just going to rectify itself out in the pitch then after you know so like there's a lot of work has to has to be done on that side but look it's it's not going to be started overnight anyway. No, no, it's take many nights. Yeah. Um, Kieran, you'll be going down, uh, will you, this evening down to yeah. Rocklands? Yeah, yeah. So well, I'm, I'm coaching officer for another hour and a half, so I'll be down there all right, yeah. I will. Uh, I, I've been at most conventions, I'd say, for the last 25 years, I'd say, and 
might have missed one or two along the way. Yeah, and as Nicky yeah. was saying, there are big changes. Say, like, new chairman coming in, new secretary, new PRO, you know, it's, there are big jobs to be filled. Yeah, big jobs to be filled. And I suppose, Kieran, what, what, what you have today, you have, you have a couple of contests, and, and many years will go by with no contest. Now, you don't have a contest for chairman. PJ will be the new chairman. Uh, but you've got a good contest for vice chairman between John Lennigan and Jim Fenley. And you have a three-way contest for PRO between Caroline Clifford, Shane Kavanagh and um, Mary Morgan. So there's, uh, you know, there's, there's two big votes there, uh, at least. Uh, as Nicky said now, sometimes when you arrive there and when the position is called out, one or more of those people might opt out, but I'm not so sure they will on this occasion. Uh, so it'll, be, it'll probably be a more interesting convention than, than you would get most of the time. Obviously, a big part of it is the financial report. People uh, look closely at that to see the figures. Um, Kilkenny's finances are in a pretty good state uh, they always are um, but as Nicky has outlined it's going to be difficult going forward uh, you know there are big plans in terms of the coaching setup going forward uh, they'll obviously have to get the back end of the clubs as well so there's a lot to, you know there's a, there's probably a bit more to go on tonight than there would be normally yeah yeah Thanks for that, Kieran. We have a text in from Jim Rowan just saying best of luck to everyone going for the top jobs in the Kilkenny County Board for the next few years. And just while we talk about our text line, we're proudly sponsored by taxback.com, a clune tech company, and you can text us in on 086 353 or you can phone us in on 056 And tonight we have two yearbooks to give away. Um, Pat has them there and he's handy, he's holding them <laughs> up. But Pat, all we're going to do is uh, text in TC, isn't it? Yeah, text in TC to 0863537782. Yeah, and thanks to Barry Henriquez for oh, yeah. kindly providing those two yearbooks. And look, they're, as we say, yeah. they're a collector's item every year. So whoever mm. whoever is looking for a yearbook, get your name in here now. And um, it could come in handy as a Christmas present or over the Christmas when if we're all going to be locked up with the cold, you could be going through it for an hour or two, Eamon. That's right, you're on it. Definitely, it's a, you're looking forward to it. Now it looks to be a good publication again this year with Barry and the whole team and everyone that was involved with it there. So, yeah, yes. And Eamon, I know you were going back trying to collect all the yearbooks for your bit. You have a small little museum out where you're making hurls. Ah, yeah, sure. Just tipping away, you're on it. This is nice. Um, picking up a few bits and pieces as we go along, like so. How many um, are you missing? After a couple, I tell you, I thought me. What year? What years are you missing? After I suppose I'm missing a few from the seventies and and that kind of thing, but. Uh, have an awful lot of stuff there. Jim Whelan there that was on with Nicky a couple of weeks ago and lads like that have been uh, very helpful there and Milo Hennessy there and Bally Callan as well. So just gives lads a show out there. And the second question then is how much are you willing to pay? <laughs> 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 uh, so uh, have you the have you all the ones now from uh, we say when the when the this I have mod from nineteen eighty one up. Yeah. Yeah. From eighty one up. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Yeah. That's good going. Yeah, it's not too mm. bad. I can't help you from... I can only help you from 89 on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, we'll play our yearbook promo here just to, to get our uh, listeners into the groove. And tr- We have a good few texts in already, so yeah. get your name in there and we have a chance to win one of our, our yearbooks that we have up for offer this evening. The Kilkenny GA yearbook is here. Over 200 pages of features, facts and reports. Thousands of photographs featuring All-Ireland Championships, County Club Games, Borden and Oak and Schools in hurling football, camogie, handball and ladies Gaelic football. The Kilkenny GA yearbook with editor Barry Henriquez and his production team writing the history of the black and amber in full colour. It's available across the county in all the usual outlets. The Kilkenny GA yearbook, part of what we are.
Yearbook promo. Um, Kieran, a big game ahead of us this Sunday up in uh, Crow Park between Ballyhale or Shamrocks, Ballyhale and Ballygunner. And uh, look, there's a few words after coming out that Colin Finley says he he wasn't too happy about. But look, should be a cracking game. Two best teams probably in the country. Well, Kieran, you're looking at a game that the country has been waiting for since the final. Uh, what was it last February? Was it so? And it's a game that people have been expecting as well, and we're now there. Uh, we all say they're the two best teams in the country. Obviously, one of them will get to the final and will respect the opponent who arrives there. Of course, they will. Uh, Shamrocks have a big job. This is a good Ballygunner team. I think they've improved since the All-Ireland and they've definitely improved since the Waterford County final. Their Munster displays have been quite good. Um, but, of course, we have the Shamrocks representing us as they always do brilliantly. And some of their countymen are hurling out of their skins at the moment. I keep mentioning the continued brilliant form of the likes of Adrian Mullen and Owen Cody. Derek Corcoran is having a really good year and is on a different tangent, is pushing himself into the thoughts of the Kilkenny management now, I would imagine. Uh, they do miss Brian Cody. Uh, there's no question they could do with Brian. And hopefully Ronan Corcoran will be back. No, Brian won't be back. Uh, his injury is more long-term. But their backs are settled now. A few lads have come in there and done well. They have a really good half-back line who drive them forward as well as defend well. Their midfield anchors it. And of course, they've got the class up front the experience of Colin Fenley and the brilliance of TJ Reid as well as Cody and Mullen that I mentioned there as well and the younger lads like Owen Keneally and Lyle Shortland them, they can fit in around that quite easily so I'd be very very hopeful I would be in no way certain that the Shamrocks will win very hopeful but I think it's going to be a blockbuster of a match Kieran. Yeah, absolutely. And to hell with the World Cup final everybody <laughs> just watch the hurling match because it's going to be brilliant and uh, Eamon just looking ahead to, to the game you know Ballyhale are, are after getting two games up there um, ahead of ahead of this incro party, you think that'll be a factor in it? I think it'll be a massive help, Kieran. Yeah, especially the way like they would have lost the final last February there, in you know the last minute with the goal from Harry Ruddle and that like, and um, you know just to get that out of the system to get the two games and then to have kind of a bad start against Nais and then get a really good start then the following week against Kilmacud and then kind of everything kind of came apart in the second half. So you'd be hoping you know they've had a bad first half and a bad second half now. So hopefully you'd be saying from Ballyhale point of view. They could put it all together on Sunday and get the good 60 minutes. Um, so you'll be looking forward to it. And like Kieran said, I think it'll be a, a rip-roaring contest. Yeah, and um, Pat, just we, we spoke about the last couple of uh, shows, like you mentioned there last day as well. Ballyhale, like, there have been too much action down around their own goal line. There is. Uh, I suppose Dean Mason has having to make too many saves. That's what you'd be kind of saying, isn't it? Uh, you know, and uh, uh, the thing about it is uh, the team, like, look, Kilmacud Croaks ran at the Shamrock, so that middle third now is going to be hugely important That so as uh, you don't allow these overlaps and these runs to happen uh, with the Shamrocks, and I, I think they'll have uh, taken note of that big time uh, in uh, before uh, the, before this, uh, this game, and uh, it's... Um, it's 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 going to be a crucial area, so there's going to be have to be a fierce work rate uh, out around that middle that middle third and stop that that uh, I suppose the opposition running at you. That's that's really I mean that's, that's how the game was lost last year. And when you think about it, you know. Yeah, no one came to meet him. Yeah, exactly. He was coming through. He ran a long way. Mm. And Nicky. Um, look, I suppose from what we saw so far with with Shamrock's Bally Hill. Um, maybe Darren Mullins out of a bit of farm and he was the man to pick up Desi Hutchison last year who would you be looking at to pick him up this year? 
not short of anybody else. I mean, Killian Cochran is in the other corner. He's been he's a young lad now. He's still playing with Kieran's at the moment. So I might be expecting a bit much there. I think they'll just have put Darren on him and just tell Darren hopefully he'll uh, he'll sharpen up the next day. Look, the Shamrocks, for the last two matches they played, for half the match they looked such a dominant team and then for the other half, now it was the wrong, different halves in both of the games. They just have been a bit inconsistent and... Um, but they'll hopefully have had two weeks to get their act together and get their heads around this and realise this is the game from an early stage for this year, from the first time we started to talk to Shamrock Sowers in the field after games. I mean, they just wanted revenge to get to, to what they'd done. They just they totally left behind them. They know the last day. Harry Ruddle should have been just flattened 45 yards out from that goal. Let's call a spade a spade here. They know they should have done that. This is, they should have taken them on for the team. And it hurts and hurts big time. This is their opportunity now on Sunday. To, um, to, to to do something about it uh, in terms of get back in it. But I think Bally Gunner are a much improved team. I think they're better hurlers. They have a couple of newer lads in there now and they're going to take they're going to be hard to be beaten. And they will want to prove that what they won last year was no fluke. So I think it has the relevance of a, a could it be a really good game now. So if if whoever's in that bloody World Cup final there'll be a better one on uh, on T G Cahar on Sunday, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we we look forward to it and Emery I suppose Shamrocks started off slow against Nace, started off very well against Kilmacud and you know, you'd be maybe hoping that they might have the 60 minutes against Ballygunner, you know, if they could piece it all together. Well, they'll need, they will need to piece it all together. Yeah, and I suppose another factor would be Crow Park as well, like the pitch is going to be in, in good condition. That's probably one of the reasons, Nick case was, that most of the games were in Crow Park. Well, the apparently the players, I mean, my understanding is that the, the four, three of the four clubs were mad keen to play in Crow Park and that's why it was put there because logically there was no reason not to play Shamrocks and uh, Belly Gunner on Saturday, say, in Wexford Park and let the other game go on Sunday, say, at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock mm-hmm. and not have a clash with the World Cup because one of the uh, Dara Burke of uh, Thomas was getting married on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But, um, but look, it's done now. Just get on with it and I'd say that's what the teams wanted it and, uh, you know, people want to go to the match, you go to the match and you can... Do what you like, have a smartphone and watch the World Cup on it if you want in the middle of the stand. Put the headphones it's in good, for one and watch it's the good other. Wi-Fi in Crow Park, <laughs> any, there's no problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, the World Cup won't be going that fast, anyway. No, <laughs> no, absolutely. Right, we'll take our first break. Jane is after where we'll be talking Camogie with Aoife Lanigan. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back. I we're, <laughs> we're delighted to be joined in the studio by Aoife Lanning. Good evening, Aoife. Good evening, Kieran. Aoife, I suppose there's only one place to start, and that's the brilliant result for James Stevens at the weekend against Castlegar. Yeah, f- uh, fantastic sco- uh, result for, for the girls. Yeah, uh, when you think of the, the bad weekend we were going to get, we weren't sure where we were going to. Uh, where are we going to get a match? There's, like like I know this day last week we were told it was down in, in Limerick but I think we got the best venue in the end. I know it was 3G slash 4G um, pitch but uh, yeah, it was, girls had to get used to to, uh, to a pitch like that but yeah, great performance with them. Yeah and uh, booked the uh, All-Ireland final place now in Crow Park on Saturday uh, 4 fi- 4.15 against uh, Clan Duff from down and Clan Duff coming through a semi-final against Clan Morris from Kerry 116-111 to 111. Yeah uh, you look at it, we were coming home on the on the team bus after the match and um, on Saturday evening and we were the lads were the management were looking at it on um, on YouTube and you're going to say right the match started was was delayed because one match was moved the one other senior game was mo- one senior game was moved from Ashbourne to Kinnegad where that match where the junior match was being played and that was moved then and all changed hours and 
the floodlights were on and the fog was down and I don't know how the girls played when you look at it because <laughs> like, the, the, the ground was bad when the first match was played but Clonduff then when they played like uh, Clonmars were winning it by five pints, six pints at half time then they came back into Clonduff came back in at us uh, to, ha- to full-time uh, equaliser, could easily won it. Uh, just barely missed their last shot from a free. They hit it wide, but yeah, from the, the extra time. Two sets of extra time, the 10 minutes, two halves, t- 10 minutes, and then the two e- extra five minutes. Uh, yeah, Tlandoff kind of took over there and were a better team in the last, in the extra time part anyway. Yeah, and just looking at James Stevens again, um, Aoife, like... One ten, and they scored and only conceded eight points. Like their defense is just held firm in every game they've played this year. Uh, yeah, like talking, talking with Liam um, on at the match on Saturday, like asking who'd stand up players. We all we've always said like uh, Sophia Dwyer, like the county players standing out. Like Sophie scoring seven points and all three frees, one forty five. Fantastic three plays, uh, points from play as well. Mich- Michelle with the, the goal, Neve Dealy two points, Emma Minogue with the another point, the opening point. Standout player was their goalkeeper. Uh, Lucy McGrath was exceptional. Now you look, you look at the um, looking back then on the uh, the match on, on YouTube. Shots blasted at her like we say. Goalkeepers, you love goalkeepers to be tall and whatever. But she kind of measures, doesn't she? Kind of looks at the ball. Ball was shot at her, and I was on to her afterwards, and I was saying to her like, you know, like when you, when a ball is shot at, you're kind of saying right, where do I divert it? Where do I hit it out? If a ball's come to me, she looks up perfectly that she was getting it, that she eyed where her defence was, that she knew perfectly well where the red and green was and that wasn't a green and white jersey that she was hitting it out to and perfectly every time she got it, she batted it out that no one was coming in quick enough to get a goal at her. And she was exceptional. Yeah, and Michelle Teen uh, getting into the habit of scoring goals. Yeah, um, I kind of think it's the kind of disappointment of losing out on, on an all-star, I think, has, has upped her, uh, her her kicking and, and I think midfield is a new position for for it might be a, a position, position for Brian to look at her in county then this year either. Uh, but yeah, she did it in the Leinster final, now she's doing it there. Um, again, again laid off by uh, Rachel Lahey to, to, that laid off the, the hand pass to her to score the goal, same as it was in the Leinster final. Yeah, she's finding that goal. Like you're thinking, like a lot of it was the bounce was deceiving on the 3G slash 4G, but when the ball ran on the ground, it ran at a distance, if you don't know what I mean, that it had speed. So, like when you look at it, when Michelle hit it, it, it continued going like the goalkeeper kind of was going, Will I or won't I come to save it? And then she kind of was gone past her before she kind of <laughs> taught it. She, she's after it. scoring more goals than anyone on the James Stevens team in this championship. Michelle? Yeah, well, that's two. She scored anyway. Yeah, she, uh, she scored. Uh, she scored a goal against James Fort today in the quarter final as well. Yeah. But they they haven't scored that many goals. No, they haven't scored yeah. that many. But, but it's her coming through from midfield. Mm-hmm. You know that, but because she, you know, she's really athletic and 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 gets in on the end of uh, of moves. Yes, and we'll be more familiar with her with the Kilkenny team stopping mm. goals, you know. So yeah. it's yeah. gassed away. Yeah, she's very hard. To, to, very hard to pick her up because uh, she 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 is overlapping all the yeah, time. Yeah, you could see and that. She has like the she fitness was, to yeah, do it, and she has. Yeah, yeah. You could see it on on Saturday and the previous matches as well. That she runs off the shoulder, which is like you're kind of seeing it that she has the the defender in her as well coming out. That she comes off the shoulder to come out and clear a ball, and then she continues on that. That it is, yeah, and. Like people were saying, like Emma Gaffney, who f- plays fullback, she's a former Galway player uh, under 16 inter county. So uh, the transition into James Stevens' player, like also great. Everyone from Lucy up to the, 
15 and then uh, Jenna coming on and the two girls that didn't start Chloe and Quiva and the two girls that started instead of uh, Molly and Emily yeah, put in good performances as well yeah, it's James Stevens goal. He was superb in the first half. Oh, she was, yeah. Oh, she saved him big yeah. time. She was brilliant. That's mm-hmm. the roar in yeah. the Stig blood now. Oh, sorry. You were well led. I knew something could come out in it. <laughs> Tell us more, Pat. Anyway, well, our mother is Lucy, the Lucy McGrath. Wouldn't that be right? Wouldn't she be one of the... She is sister of Jack's? That I don't know. Mm. Mary. Mm. She was excellent now in the first half. How'd you claim everyone down there? Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> is that Mary Ritchie that's in presentation? <laughs> That's well, yeah, they're actually living in um, in Kells. Yeah. Kells, uh, just up the road from where I live in Stonyford. Um, they've been living there. They were uh, a good number of years now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but whatever blood, a face what, man. Whatever blood she has in her, she's an exceptionally good player. I was talking to her afterwards. She's it. She was telling me she's in uh, St Pat's in DCU. So uh, if she she gets to play with them. They should go far with a goalkeeper like her. Yeah, and sure, look, they had a brilliant year last year as well, DCU, you know, so... Mm. Yeah, but she's on the other side, St. Pat's, or I think... Oh, they're separate with the... I'm not sure now they are, but if... Well, the, the, top, the top team, the top, when they go to play in the... Um, what do they call the the the, the, call the ladies? The Ashburn. When they go to the Ashburn, they just have one team. Yeah, Doc is there and Nicky, isn't it? That, yeah, it's just the, the whole thing, but they can have a second team and they yeah, play they're separate in, in, the, in the Division 2 or whatever. Father Mar, yeah. And um, if it the, that final is down for decision then on Saturday at four fifteen, and then that'll be followed at six thirty by Lockheed Shamrocks versus Sarsfields, and Sarsfields just getting over St Vincent's. Yeah, um, when I saw the score, like um, one eleven to one ten, when they had been winning earlier uh, by a good few points earlier on, like um, Siobhan McGrath scoring a penalty, I think she scored one six. Uh, so yeah, like when you when you look at it. Uh, Sarsfields are reigning champions, so they they'll want to continue on. Like it's a thing that a lot of reigning champions want to continue on. Their, on their, their continues on, and they'll want to kind of get their senior players that have played county for Galway to come into it. But you look at it, uh, Lockheed Shamrocks of, of of Antrim getting the other side, good side of um, Drum and Inch. Drum and Inch probably disappoints us uh, the way they played. They had been playing well, like losing out three six to two six to them. But Lockheed have have have. All their Antrim players, junior winning last year, uh, this year, their intermediates winning last year, going up senior, so like they're a strong team, so that should be a good tussle. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you the big player for Clanduff uh, against the village is actually Fanula Carr, is her name. <laughs> She's the daughter of Ross Carr, yep. the oh, for yeah. the down footballers. She, they're big into football now, Ross now, they're huge into the commodity. Mm-hmm. She's a decent player now. She's sent half back in the driving force of this team. Sent half back, and a lot of people say, like, who would you put her on? Or she's 38 years of age and fair juice for still playing. She age is only a number. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of people are kind of saying, like, they kind of give up playing camogie, like right. myself, when we were younger. That's but that age keep, keep going. Like, she only retired from inter county two years ago, went down, won the intermediate All Ireland through, through COVID, and uh, down didn't come up that year. But yeah, but exceptionally good player. You had to see her the other night, but yeah. Should be tough going. The John will have looked look back at that uh, YouTube of of the game because I I wouldn't say he was going. To, he didn't look at it. The, the other management looked at us on the bus, but uh, John probably look at himself now and kind of uh, guess because yeah, I know they were down, yeah. to kind of guess it settled, get them all together in and look at as a way of getting them like like continue on the performances they have been doing. Like a lot of people say, like it's nice to get a team that you can go and give them a good hiding, if you know what I mean, kind of put a good score on them and then not keep them down. But I think what has stood to Jim Stevens is tight games. Like you look, I go back to the, to the semi-final in, in Leinster against St. Bridges, like down six points to one. I know it wasn't a high score, but then to come back 
and continue and bank it then to just win by nine points to eight and then in the Leinster winning by five and then again on Saturday winning by five five again so it's yeah continue on I think tight games suit and that they're not running away with a game yeah no absolutely and one game one local game down for decision then is the minor county semi-final between Conaghy and Dixborough at 11am out in Jenkinstown on Sunday yeah eventually they do get to play as a Ciarán, the other Ciarán, Um they haven't uh, I think it's what nine or nine or eleven weeks or something they've been waiting for their for their game yeah so uh, yeah so then the under 22s were supposed to be playing yesterday but that lost out two two out of three county finals one out of three county finals got to be played just because uh, uh, under foot conditions weren't suitable yeah no absolutely and anything else for Azif on the Camogie front uh, th- just that I just saw an email when I coming over that uh, the fixtures have been ratified so uh when we find out everything that they'll let out known when the league games are out anyway so uh, then they'll probably be doing a draw then for championships here later on Perfect okay thanks for that Aoife and uh, as always Jane is on a Monday evening and the very best to look to the James Stevens players and management and hopefully we'll be talking about an all earned success now next Monday Right we'll take our second break Jane is after where we'll be talking handball with Frank Minogue TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back at 21 minutes ahead of seven. We're delayed to be joined on the line by um, Frank Minogue. Good evening, Frank. Frank, um, hugely successful minor league went ahead um, with the finals being played yesterday evening in all Auckland's, but a lot of hard work went in before and a great evening then yesterday to top it off. Yeah, we had a huge crowd in there in uh, O'Loughlin's yesterday evening and um big well done there to the O'Loughlin's club um, for, you know, running the the tournament uh, final day uh, smoothly and, you know, provided refreshments and all throughout the day. So we had, uh, yeah, we had over four and a half hours of handball. Um, uh, so it was, a, you know, it was a well-worked plan. There was over 60, 70 games leading up to it playing leagues and um, round robins and group stages and then quarter-final semis and then we had the culmination there yesterday and the final in O'Loughlin's final. Yeah, and Frank, like every every player that played in it got, what, at least three to four games, you know, and there were very very few walkovers in it either, you know, so, like, it was a brilliant thing, especially heading in for the Leinster Championship now in both the under-17 and 18 grades, you know, it's so important to get lads match sharp because sometimes it can just be a straight knockout game and that could be the end of their season. Yeah, well, look, the plan the plan was to give, give more games to players, especially at the minor level because, you know, it's an age where we're tending to fall down a bit on our success from juvenile. We're we're kind of not putting in the minor, in, especially in forty to twenty. We're not getting over the line in a lot of all Irelands and things. So we said this this was our first year running the minor league and um, pre championship, if you like. And we just said we'd put this together and see if we could get extra games into players. And by virtue of getting extra games, boys and girls will go out and they'll train for the extra games because they're meaningful. And then, you know, you put together three games a week maybe um, in the winter months unknowns to yourself and you come out in January and you're you're ready for championship. Yeah, no, definitely, Frank. And um, look, we mentioned it every week here, just uh, how brilliant it was and how how much of a success it was. And then just in the finals, then yesterday, Frank, um, first game up was uh, the, the Division 2 final yeah, between yeah. Ava Ryan. So Lady Division 2, yeah, we had Ava Ryan kill fan um, to... She got the better of Laura Doherty Glen Moore. It was an absolute epic game, tiebreaker, went the whole way eleven ten. And um 
they look, there wasn't an inch given, like there wasn't a quarter after given in that game. They were just, it was, I think it went on over an hour. It was just flat out, everyone going for the ball, you know, non-stop, great skill on show. And um, look, it'll bring them girls on no end. You know, um, then we had the Division 2 boys game. Ron O'Brien from Wine Gap, who'd have a bit of experience with teams and things down along through the years. Um, he came out the better over Luke Hanrahan, who from O'Loughlin's, who... Luke is, you know, he was part of the under-17, 16 team, along with Ron, and this year that won the All-Ireland against Cork earlier in the 40-20 season, back around the April time. And, but it was his first time, we'll say, playing in a county final. And Luke, you know, gave a good account of himself. Um, Ronan showed a bit of experience. He was out of the traps fast, was 121-8 in the first game. And Luke dug in and came back and brought it back to 21-17 in the, in the second game. So, you know, Ronan was well-deserved victory and but med walk all the way. Then um, there was Division 1 then. We had a battle of the two players who had won the Leinster Championships in the respective codes, Una Duggan and Katie Brennan in the 40 20 and 60 30 And Una came out on top on this, and this was a highly skillful game. Um, 21-17, 21-13, real quality on show, super skill. Um, the girls' game is in a really good place, and... You know, we have we have lots of talented players and these two now are going to be bright stars going through in, in that grade as well and, and up into minor for the new year. Um, then with the, the final game then was the, the men's Division 1, uh, which was the meeting of the under-16 All-Ireland champions in the 40 by 20 and 60 by 30 grade in, in the year gone. Um, it was Conor Dyle from Wine Gap and Noah Minogue O'Loughlin's again, a Wine Gap O'Loughlin's final. And Noah came out on top on this one uh, yesterday, 21-14, 21-10. And look, he got a bit of a rub of the green there and, um, it, last night. But, you know, the next day, if they were to play again, you'd be, you, you wouldn't be putting your house on anyone to win again. It could go either way. That would be the, that's the way it is with those two, two lads. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a right good battle and, uh, you know, it was fitting for a final. Yeah, absolutely, Frank. And, um, like you said, like, Either any of the four games could have went either way, you know. There was just runs of momentum for the players at certain times that kind of pushed them on, and um, just a brilliant night's handball, and everyone that was there really appreciated it as well. And it's just, I suppose, it's just a nice occasion as well, Frank, with the crowd that came in. You know, there was loads of young players there as well watching it, and you know, we had players in the crowd as well who will be probably stepping up into the minor grade next year as well, and a couple of years' time. So, you know, what it showed them what they have to aim towards as well. So, just overall, a hugely successful night. It was indeed, yeah, it was, and it's something that it was going forward. We want to really capitalize on is this talent, talented pool that we have in juvenile and bring them through. And days like this will, will uh, help them no end, and it'll, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll feed, feed into the success. and we can do. We can continue doing it. You know, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, and Frank, a massive thanks as well. I suppose to the Drum Centre who sponsored a lovely jerseys. I think anyone that was there were jealous of the players that got to go home with. You know, they were a gorgeous jersey and uh, looked very well on the players. Partnership with the Drum Centre there. Look, they're doing great work there for underprivileged kids uh, in in the in the area. And um, you know, they they just want to spread the word about what it's. Um, what they're doing and that, let people know that you know that the, the stuff. There's amenities there that they're, they have access to things, and till you know young teens and stuff, they can go up and go up there, and um, services are there for them. And just people don't realise maybe what he's on offer, and just that that's the word they're trying to get out. And actually, this Friday, all the players that took part in the leagues are invited in for a kind of a thank you 
for you know for that to Kenny Hamball putting out the word about the drum centre and the good work they're doing. So to just their quarter to six, five forty-five, all the players that played just to go in there and you can play pool and do things and they'll have they'll have food and refreshments for them as well. That'd be a brilliant night, Frank, and yeah, one one to savour as well, you know, so, so for, for everyone involved. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's getting oh, they're giving back, giving back a bit to the community there, and 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 that sort of thing. And the good and Kira Fenley there was the coordinator with them and doing great work, doing massive work with them there. So, Frank Pat Tracy here. How are you, Pat? Good, good. Frank, you must be getting a great kick out of this Camogie run. Ah, sure, it's great. Yeah, look at uh, any time you go on past the county final, sure, it's a bonus, you know, and um, county final, obviously, in any grade, in hurling or Camogie, um, is the is the is the objective. But this is this is bonus territory, and look, I, I was fortunate enough to get do it myself back with Dance Four in two thousand seven. So um, it's special special times, and um, you just have to make the best of it when when the opportunity comes along. Any clue about the opposition? Yeah, they look. They look. I think he covered a fair bit of it there earlier on. Um, when you mention players like Ross Carr's daughter on it, you know, you know, you're going to be in for a, a fight anyway. Um, that's one thing for sure. Those lads were made of, of stern stuff. Um, the football teams he was on. So look, I, I we looked at the game there as um, uh, as you were alluded to there earlier on, and look, there was serious battle that that went to five four periods of extra time. So there's, you know, they're going to be a serious outfit and very hard to break down. And look, um, I think Eva said that the, the James Stevens team have been in tight battles and they're showed loads of character. And hopefully that'll stand to them on Saturday. You know. And of course, going to Croke Park, another massive occasion. Oh yeah, fear, look, it's everyone's dream, isn't it? Um, look, as I said, we were lucky to do it for a few, got a few minutes there. So look, it's a, it's a, it's every every player's. Um, Every player's dream the whole way up. That's where you want to be. And, and fair play to the uh, GEA for letting them have these occasions. Um, you know, there's a lot of players. Look, the, the elite players get to do it on a regular basis. But there's so many players out there that this could be their only day in it. And for others, it could be the first of many. Um, so, look, it's it's just a, a really great occasion. And hopefully, hopefully the occasion won't get to them and they won't get overawed and they'll just go out and play themselves. It's easy to say it, play their usual game. But that's that's the hope. And you know, I'm sure the lads over them will be just telling them there's lots of experience there over the team, and they'll be telling them it's just another game. But you know, that's it's easy to say that, but going out and doing it then is the key. Oh, absolutely, Frank. Thanks a million for joining us. Uh, we greatly appreciate your time and congratulations on organising and running a brilliant and highly successful minor league. And uh, I won't delay any longer because I know you have to get into the county convention as well. So, uh, thanks a million, Frank, and we'll talk to you soon again. Great, Kieran. Thank you very much. Take no care. Thanks, Frank. And that was Frank Minogue joining us there just to give us the rundown of the minor leagues. And I was in that, those games last night myself and a brilliant evening's entertainment in the handball. And as Frank said, every game was very close and only a, a strike of the ball between any of the players. So um, hopefully we'll be talking about these names later in the year when the minor championship will be played. And hopefully we'll be heading up to Crow Park to cover those all going well. And we have a good few texts in. Richie, we have a text in here about... Uh, we didn't get to talk to you about the uh, Ballygunner and uh, Shamrock's match, but it says um, Ballyhale also have to worry about Patrick Fitzgerald as well as Desi in the forwards. And they're just saying, why couldn't the final have been played Saturday? But look, there's the two Camogie finals are on Saturday. But uh, Ballygunner have a lot of threats up front, Richie. 
And they have, yeah, they're, they're after coming through a very, uh, very tough campaign in Munster, like, you know, uh, the day they went to Limerick, like, that was a real, uh, you know, it was a serious battle uh, facing them, and, uh, you know, they came out very, very well out of it. Um, this Fitzgerald, there's, there's huge talk about this guy down in Watford, like, for the last year or two, you know, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's just gone 18. You know, he's 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 young there, but... They're, they're maintaining like that. He's huge potential, and he was. I thought he was excellent the last day. Um, I I feel if there's any little, um, you know, if there's one line on this Ballygunner team that might be a little bit vulnerable, I think it could be their full back line. And um, so, but look at. I think the Shamrocks are waiting for this game. There is no doubt about that. They are really, really uh, waiting for this game, and I say they'll be, they'll be as fired up for this as, uh, as uh, they always are. But I say this one is a real, you know, this is the game that they really want to 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 hold well in, and I think it has the makers of a, a fantastic game. You know, I just can't understand why Parky Keeve in Cork wasn't considered an alternative to play this game on on the Saturday evening. That's my own opinion on it, but look at it, it's 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 a game that everyone wants to to see. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, the other side then, uh, Richie, St. Thomas is in Dunley. You know, look, it's a busy weekend for St. Thomas's, but Dunley will be looking forward to this challenge coming down to Crow Park as well. Oh, the, the, yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and I do know myself, like, Schlock Neil had put in a huge, huge effort, like, you know, and Dunley turned them over. So, you know, the, the, that that was a big win for them. Um, the, the word the word coming seemingly around St. Thomas's in Galway is that they feel that this is their best panel of the five years that they're after winning the last champ- five championships. So, you know... The, I, I still think they'll have too much for Dunlai. You know, I mean, it's a, a huge opportunity for uh, Thomas to get to an All-Ireland final now. And, you know, so I, I'd kind of, I'd be going with Thomas to win that one. Yeah, no, and plenty to look forward to. Thanks for that, Richie. And we all had the opportunities to submit our team of the year and Nicky was going through the hard work there trying to put it together. And Eamon, you have it in front of you there now. Yeah, it's just uh, Nicky did up the final scores there of, of the what we have in for the team there. So... Starting off anyway, the goalkeeper is Dean Mason from Shamrock's Ballyhale. Full back line then of um, Michael Crow Maloney from Blacks and Whites. Joey Holden from Shamrock's Ballyhale and Darrell O'Neill from Dance Fort. In the half back line then, Des Dunn from Dance Fort has picked Richie Reid from Shamrock's Ballyhale was at six. And Dara Corcoran was beside him as well from Shamrock's Ballyhale. Uh, half back line. And then in midfield then we have uh, an all Ballyhale affair again in midfield. So it's Adrian Mullen from Shamrock's Ballyhale and Roland Corcoran. Half hour lane then we have Robbie Donnelly from Thomastown. TJ Reid from Shamrock's Ballyhale. And on Cody also from Shamrock's Valley Hill and the full forward lane then Richie Hogan from Dance Fort, Shane Wells from Tullerone, and Jack Bruton from Dance Fort. And then there was just a couple of uh, honourable mentions then, I suppose, underneath then to the likes Tom Dunphy, Owen Fenley, Tom Dunphy, Grey Valley Callan, Owen Fenley from Dixborough, Niall Mullins from James Stevens, um, Niall Delaney um, from James Stevens, then he had Andy Gaffney from Dixborough and Bill Sheen also from Dixborough. Shane Nunn was well. Nunn had a good year as well. Yeah. <coughs> Um, our own man uh, you know Owen O'Neill I went with him uh, corner forward I, I, I just thought he was terrific the whole way, uh, the whole year he he scored 6-10 from play in league championship like, and I don't think there's too many forwards would have uh, maybe maybe wrapped up that kind of a score is he in on the panel at the moment is he in training? no he's not in with the, the, the Kilkenny yeah. panel and I'm, I'm a little bit surprised yeah. uh, Nicky he was just he was just fantastic for us the whole way through Like, yeah no. there was far, we had 40 players on the list that actually the, the, the team here and Radio submitted names in, so forty names were submitted. So look, there was plenty of uh, plenty of consideration. But look, it's like everything. The, by the way, the, the only regula- regulation was you had to have at least one from each grade. So clearly, dom- senior were going to dominate it. We had to have at least one junior and one intermediate. 
that was the only rules that we gave the lads here. So, look, it's only a bit of fun and uh, wouldn't want to take it too serious. No, and um, we have uh, another text in here from Benjamin. He just says, huge congrats to Kiran for his unremitting efforts as coaching officer. I heartily echo Nicky's hope that his talents will be utilised going forward. Then he has Patrick Fitzgerald played a starring role again against Ballier it'll be important that the Shamrocks limit his influence though they didn't they don't need my advice and that's from Benjamin so there you are Kira, lovely words in from Benjamin yeah, for thanks you. very much Benjamin you're a great listener in fairness and that's very nice words from you we'll find a job for him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were raffling off two yearbooks there as well and the first two people to text in were Jim Rohn and Declan Lacey so the yearbook will be available to, for a collection over here Pat in the studio yeah Perfect. Uh, before we go, um, Kieran, there's a big football match for the Conaghy lads out there. <laughs> a relegation, a relegation uh, final against Jane Stevens in the yeah, senior. The, the, the Christmas leftovers just before Christmas. Uh, yeah, it's the relegation final. The, the two teams. I don't know when the last played. It's a long time ago. I say, is it, is it April or May? Maybe sometime. After a great year, when we had an All Ireland junior success, to expect a relegation final yeah. to be played a week out from Christmas. I think that test says enough. At least they could wait till a week before they started it in February sometime to be better off. At least to be a good challenge match for whoever's involved. The two teams, at least a challenge match before they played the senior and intermediate leagues anyway, a week beforehand. Make yeah. more sense to me anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, just in some other handball news as well, the Euro 1-1 lead stop was played at the weekend up in Crow Park. Katrina Casey lost out the final to the US player Daniel Deniscas and then Conor McIlduff came out on top in the men's. So Conor McIlduff keeping up his fine form and reputation in the one-wall court. And a couple of lads locally were up there and they said it was a brilliant occasion. Crow Park was packed and hopefully it'll be the start now of handball returning to Crow Park over the next number of years as we've nearly a generation who've missed out on playing up there also then the Mick Memorial <coughs> ranking tournament will take place be- between the 28th and 30th of December in in Barrett Tyrone and this is a ranking tournament so all the top senior players will be up there trying to get ranking points to push themselves up the ladder and maybe get maybe a, f- a more favourable draw as well so um, it'll be interesting to, to see how that tournament goes and also the Liz Carroll tournament is on, as I mentioned, over the festive period as well. So all those entries will have to be in by um, early next week. And as well, our Leinster entries are due tonight. So if you're any of our club secretaries are listening, please get your entries in to uh, Michael O'Shea this evening and to make guarantee your play, player a place in the Leinster Championship. Right, that's where we leave for tonight. Thanks to Aoife, Kiran, Eamon, Richie, Pat and Nicky for joining me in the studio. Thanks to Frank McNogue for joining us on the phone. And uh, our two prize winners as well are Declan Lacey and Jim Rowan. And those uh, yearbooks will be available over here in the reception in our community radio, Kilkenny City uh, studio. And most of all, thanks to you for listening at home. And of course, our sponsors, TC Tires. And also, the very best to look to my club man, Shane Cabinet, this evening down. He's going for the PRO role. And I wish him all the very best. He's a keen listener to our TC Tires show. So, best of luck to Shane. That's where we leave it. Till next Monday night, good night and God bless. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games.